Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, I'm Dan from Casting Views, and you're listening to Karen and Anne on the Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Welcome to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a brilliant true crime podcast hosted by two zany sisters, all while baking up delicious treats in their kitchen. Here are your podcast hosts, Karen Devaney and Ann Varner. Out. Well, guess what I'm doing? Baking. I was baking <laughs> and now I'm podcasting. Yeah, you are. You're a yeah, podcaster. We are. And we have a special guest with us tonight. We are so excited to have this sweet, sweet man on this show with us because he's he's so awesome. He's the awesomest. Oh, oh he's he got is. the awesomest. He's got he's these it. luscious he's got locks. It. Yes, he's got the Let's luscious go. locks flowing for us tonight, too. So we don't even know how to behave ourselves. His, uh, what are they call it when the people come in and um do their makeup with oh glam his glam squad got his glam squad going before he came on tonight yes i think he's got a natural glam yeah yeah we we're not putting that on video because we will not be shown up we will not be shown up we don't have a glam squad and and it takes a glam army so they can't all fit in one apartment exactly <laughs> all right i've been introduce your, how about you oh. introduce your guest <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get it. We together. have a guess, but we're not telling you who it is. We're and we're not gonna let me speak. <laughs> yeah, we're just saying you have luscious locks and we and, that, that. Uh, and that's it. That's it. Um, this is Matt, and he is half of the podcast Decaying with the Boys. They talk, well, they drink a lot of beers. Of beers. They drink beers of all kinds, like beers I've never heard of. Beer, Maybe we should start of. drinking some beers. I'm not a beer drinker. Even the little Heineken ponies? Ew, gross. No. Mm-mm. You did. You never drank those? I drank too many of them. That's I why understand. I can't drink them. <laughs> oh, no. Do I have to spell it out for you? High school. <laughs> Anywho, Matt, the can with the boys, they drink beers and they talk a lot of wrestling type stuff. It's mm. like fighting. Is it? Is like it cage fighting? Oh, well, that's different than wrestling. Well, they wrestle each other in the cage. They get up in a cage. and that's they like fight club. It is like fight club. Yeah. And the first rule of fight club. Don't talk about fight club. Listen to sugar coated murder. Oh, right. That's <laughs> we changed it. <laughs> Matt, we've talked enough. Do you want to yeah, tell us while we tell talk us about your podcast and all that jazz? Well, before I do that, I have to say thank you so much for allowing me to come on to your podcast. I listen to you guys every week. And I love it. Uh, you guys are so sweet. And I love how you guys tackle these murders. You don't glamorize the people who commit the atrocities, but you really highlight the victims and their livelihoods. So I I commend you for that. And thank you for allowing me to come on here and uh, just declass the joint. So I... <laughs> I, I appreciate somebody that. to help us declass a little bit. We didn't know how long we could go, and we just we got you on, and we just went a little lower. A little lower. We we're yeah. so happy about that. Well, if I could sink your listeners even lower, I do. I am one half of a combat sports podcast, so we do cover everything from professional wrestling to the UFC and everything in between. 
our catches from Buckle to Bell to Bellator and back. The boys bring you the best wrestling news in the biz. And that's what we try to do every time. Uh, We also like to highlight local breweries and we interview home brewers and people who are trying to make it to the next big step. Uh, We've interviewed actors and musicians and all kinds of stuff. So if you want to just come and have some bar room talk, you can come hang out with us. And we promise when we talk about combat sports, we don't gatekeep it. We're really nice about it because we like for other people to have a good time with us. And if you can like wrestling after you're done listening to us, then we did our jobs. And also, he's not here, but shout out to my buddy, Adam, my co-host. I uh, love him to death. I wish he was here. So shout out to him. Hey, Adam. Hi, Adam. <laughs> Next time, Adam. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. We're both on the, the whole thing. Well, yeah. It'll be like dueling podcasts. And then we can talk about cage we'll matching. Do, yes. Cage you have to matching. stop calling it. Wrestling. I don't know what it's called. That just takes it down a notch. Is it cage matching? Fighting. It's uh, it's boxing. mixed martial arts, mixed martial, martial arts. arts. So uh, it's usually it will be called cage fighting. To yeah, and so I you're not you're not wrong. Times in the cage fight. Oh, yeah, we just don't need to put me in a cage. Yeah, I will fight. Mm-hmm. I will fight whatever's in that cage. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. I, I'm I'm uniquely terrified and also intrigued all at the same time yeah. to watch you fight in a cage. Yeah, you should <laughs> be intrigued and terrified. Don't yeah. get near the cage. <laughs> Keep your fingers uh, out that cage because I'll go, I'll get them. Yeah, she'll be the I'd one. I'd be scared to even judge it. Legged in the middle, rocking <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> Please let me out. This is not happening. I refuse to believe it's happening. I have so changed my mind. That is probably a little bit more than true. <laughs> I know my sister. I know my sister. I know. So before we started, I baked because this is also a baking contest. <laughs> <laughs> Contest. I told oh, you why am I so competitive? I told you. It's a what did I do? It's a baking podcast. <laughs> I swear. Every time he drinks, I get drunker. This is like empathy it's, drinking. I love it. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Anywho, uh, I baked. That smells lovely. Thank you. And because Matt really just is not a baker. Right. No. Like where we can't put him through that right now. We can't. He wasn't ready. And if he's not ready, we're not ready. No, you can't bring not ready into the kitchen because no. that makes for a failure of dessert. And you just can't force things. You can't. And the kitchen should bring you joy. And if it doesn't, you can't force it because then you don't got joy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, so he's so just going to hang out with us. It's not a hang. episode. He's not slaying. He's going to take your place on the podcast. I'm tonight. so excited. He's actually doing the murder and not me because I got the night off. But I did make something. I baked Ate something. It's called healthy yogurt oat blueberry breakfast cake. Well, that's the problem. I you know something healthy, and now, I know. And now is my like, brain is shut down. It's like I can't. I can't. I don't even know why you did this, lady. <laughs> so, um, actually, it's really easy. It's just got rolled oats and wheat flour, and then like your baking soda, baking powder, and salt. And you put the dry ingredients together, and then your wet ingredients are a third of a cup of melted coconut oil. Mm-hmm. and two eggs, some vanilla, some honey, and some Greek yogurt. Nice. You mix all that together, and then you put the dry, or you put the wet into the dry, and you just mix it, and then you fold in some blueberries. Blueberries. Some blueberries. Mm-hmm. Well, blueberries. Because I'm British sometimes, <laughs> and I think in Britain they in say. In honor of the Jubilee. In honor of the Queen's Jubilee, which I don't think they call it a Jubilee. I'm sure they call it like a Jubilee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
They don't call it jubilee. They don't, you know, they don't say many. that. You know, they say it's a jubilee. Oh, it's a two-syllable. I'm sure they do Yeah. <laughs> Since we've turned it into six syllables, they shorten it. So in honor of, wait, how am I honoring her? What happened? You're pronouncing blueberry, for God's sake. <laughs> What's happening tonight? I might be having low blood sugar. Everybody, don't panic. Is that vodka or water? I don't know. Now that you now that you mentioned it, I'm not sure what's happening. Anyway, blueberry. Yeah, I think it was blueberry. It's got blueberries in it, and you damn bake it in a square pan, and you take it out, and then you eat it for breakfast. You just freaking eat it. Damn it! God, sounds delicious. Yeah. In our podcast, oh he's like, I'm gonna get this train back on the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh, so Cass, you to be wrestled in. <laughs> I feel like I've been can I ask you a question. Yes. Do you guys use do you guys use the killer vanilla in uh, this recipe? Uh, as a matter of fact, if you don't use the killer vanilla, you cannot make the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> it specifically calls for killer vanilla in the recipe. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And it just says if you ain't got this in it, you then you're just then you're done. You're nobody. Stop. You're Stop a nobody here. in the kitchen and give up give up your whole life. Yeah, that's I I got a I got a cookbook the other day and it was from the pioneer woman and in, and in there it said like it said two ounces of killer vanilla and I said I don't have it and the book just caught on fire. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to be careful because if you do that again, it could just take her right out. Like, we don't want to. Do yeah, don't take out Reed's rum. We then. like Reed. We like she's Reed. on a she's a she's on a lot of the cooking competitions at Christmas, at Christmas time. time. She reminds like me of a Christmas cookie. She does. She looks like yeah. she. <laughs> I bet you she does smell like Damn a Christmas it. cookie. So anyway, um, definitely. Whatever I just said, blah, 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 I baked. Yes, we heard. We, we heard that you baked. Thank you for telling yeah. us again. Usually we break off into let's do tell, talk about murder, which we're going to do, but it's just not going to be one of us. It's going to be our friend Matt. He's going to tell a murder. Even though he said he wanted to go second. Oh, I'll, no. go, I'll go first. I'll go first because <laughs> then he's just stealing my gosh darn thunder. So you just take a step back. Matt, there, we're never on to you. We're on to you. This is what happens you when we figured me out. Oh my gosh, Matt! I really am scared for us. We didn't drink. I know. We maybe. I feel like drink I got so scrambled we, egg brains. I mean, it's it's crazy. I'm going first, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> there was a discussion prior to the beginning, yeah. and then it was lost because of the blueberry and, and the jubilee. jubilee. <laughs> and, and now I've got it. We're back. We're back. I wonder if there's a the jubilee. A, a, jubilee. a blueberry jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> well, this should be. We'll have to ask our friend Dan. Dan, yes. Dan, the casting views man. Yeah. He can, <laughs> he can Once he us. sobers up from the Jubilee. Oh, yeah. He probably had a, he probably all Jubileed out. He hasn't been awake, I think, for two days. He just tra- <laughs> he just travels the world and drinks on private jets. I I have a I have a working theory that he's actually like a secret agent and he's just like posing as a podcast host. Uh, what I think is he's the real James Bond. Or he could yep. be part of the royal family. He strikes me more of a Paddington Bear type. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how he's going to take to that. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> wow. Dan, that was completely Anne. All Anne. I'm shocked and amazed and I'm, I'm actually moving two feet away from her. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> we, we, go, we go from sexy secret agent 
<laughs> to all the way to a stuffed bear. bear. <laughs> he has a sandwich in his hat. He does. <laughs> and that's what makes him so lovable. It is. He is very lovable. He's soft and squishy and lovable. We Much like maybe Dan. We I don't would know. follow Dan to the end of the world if he had a sandwich in his hat. Well, no shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. We would totally follow him. I mean, I don't even need a sandwich. I mean, just give me like a piece of ham. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Because if he could put a whole ham under his hat, then I would really follow him places. Yeah, Yeah, because I don't mind a ham, like a Christmas ham or an Easter ham. It's a Dan challenge. That's what that is. (laughs) Let's find out how much, how many cold cuts he can actually put in his hat. (laughs) How many cold cuts? And then who follows him around when he walks out the street. Oh, I can't wait to let Dan know that we've got Very a whole exciting. contest right Dan now. on the street. Dan, yeah, he is Dan <laughs> from the streets. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh, Matt, we're going to do murder now because that's what we <laughs> okay. do next in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow the crazy train fell right off the track again. It did. It really did. Could you please tell us a murder? I am. I'm going to oh, talk God. to you. I'm not going to tell you exactly who the victims are right off the get-go. So, oh, is this a guessing game? It's a... It's a twisty, turny situation. Oh, look at you, you true crime writer. You. I am a, <laughs> a researcher and a and podcaster. And a producer. So I'm going to talk to you a little about a bit, bad about, a bit about. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> All right. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Sam Hare. And his last name is H-E-R-R, but it is pronounced Hare. Well, I would never pronounce my ha- my 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 last name Hare. I would pronounce it her. Well, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I'm right. California, so her. they do things in California. I don't understand. <laughs> I get it. It's probably like Herrera. Um, Sam Hare. When I'm just gonna call him Sam. Yeah, <laughs> Sam Hare. Are you talking about? <laughs> and that Sam with two syllables. Sam. Sam. S a a m m. Yes. <laughs> Sam. Sam. What you doing, Sam? Well, the problem here is Sam was not answering his phone. Oh, no, Sam. His daddy had been trying to call him. Sam's daddy. Yes, but he wasn't picking up. Sam wasn't. And he said, what in the Sam head is going on? So sometimes Sam Sam was not sometimes, but he was in the military. And sometimes he fought very bad bouts of PTSD. So it was not his usual behavior to not answer when his dad called or to be in touch with his so dad. So it's not his usual behavior to not answer. So his usual behavior is to answer. Yes. God, with the double negatives. Sorry, Prudence Thorpe, rest your soul or whatever. Well, she wasn't my teacher. Well, that's what the problem is. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the problem is. I don't think that's what the problem is. <laughs> His dad heads over to Sam's apartment and the door was locked, but there's no answer. Sam's dad had a key. He uses the key, walks into the apartment and he's met with dead silence. Nothing looks out of place until he walks into the bedroom. I don't like that dead silence thing. I don't like it. There, Sam's dad finds a woman in a praying position, knees on the floor, bent at the waist, laying on the bed. Her pants are pulled down. Her shirt is ripped. She's wearing a tiara. Wait, wait. And there's blood around her head. Are you, how are you saying this girl is? <laughs> how is she praying? So it looks like she's praying. Her knees are on the floor, but her chest is on the bed. Oh, like she's like this, like well, saying her night, night prayers. I got it. 
but more like, oh, she's dead. Oh, oh my God. Matt, did you know she's dead? I, mean, I, kept, I, I kept leaning into the screen. I was like, oh, good God. She's real deep into praying for her aunties and uncles. She's just getting real deep in prayer. Her prayers, good girl. Yeah, but there was blood around her head. Uh, no. There's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she those was, prayers didn't go Context well. clues. It yeah. did. It, 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 <laughs> so uh, Sam's dad immediately calls the police. They arrive at Sam's apartment and they can see that the female on the bed has a bullet wound to the side of her head and they suspect she's been sexually assaulted. Oh, no. Now they have to figure out who she is, but they really also need to figure out where the heck Sam is. Where are you, Sam? Sam, Sam, Sam. I am. Police find a woman's purse in the kitchen, and they confirm that she is the woman that's been murdered. Her name, she's 23 years old, and her name is Jury Kulishi. But Jury goes by Julie. Thank God. <laughs> well, way to go, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Julie. <laughs> Julie's body yeah. is sent to the medical examiner, and they start their hunt for Sam. So you've already told us a victim. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just pointing out because you said you weren't going to tell us the victims yet. Now you, I'm pointing out you did to say one I, so far. I, I did, but I didn't start out by saying Julie's dead. No, you didn't because we thought she was praying. Right. And you thought when I said Sam's dad opened the door in the bedroom. I thought it was going to be Sam. You thought Sam was dead. See, Twisty Turney. I know. I said right? that. Oh my gosh. I'm going to start calling you Twisty Turney. <laughs> And is your last name M. Shamalon? Because you're tossing twists out there. (laughs) Yes, you're such a great writer. Thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you. I'm going to write a book. You should. You should write one with your sister. Okay. You should. Investigators figure out. And I'll buy it. Will you buy it? One product sold. Yay. (laughs) We've got a pre-sale already. That's amazing. Can we put that on our tagline? Oh, yeah. One book sold. (laughs) One pre-sale sold for the book we're about to write. Yes. (laughs) And his name is Me, baby. Me. (laughs) (laughs) You might be the only owner of said book by the time it's done. But it's okay. All right. right. So let's get back and collector's item. Oh, Uh, Sam and Julie. 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 Julie, It turns out that Julie had been tutoring Sam. Their relationship was platonic. They weren't like boyfriend, girlfriend. They met while they met in a, I think it was an anthropology class, actually. They they both got some smarticles. They do. They're smarts. If you're smart enough to take anthropology, that means you can spell it. And that makes you smart. I totally agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) So Sam served in the army and he had fought um, in the war over in Afghanistan. Okay. He was outgoing, loving, stayed close contact with his family and his friends. His dad just couldn't imagine what the heck happened. And he was for sure certain that his son was not a killer. Oh, I wouldn't think so. As police tried to track down Sam, Sam's dad was looking for him as well. Cell phone records showed that Sam sent Julie a text on the day before they found her murdered. So they found her on May 22nd. Mm -hmm. This was on the 21st, but a text. And this is 2010, the year 2010. Thank you for letting us know. You're welcome. I didn't know. I know. And that text asked her to stop by Sam's apartment because he was having some troubles at home with his family and he needed to talk, like really talk. Julie had been over at her brother's house with his fiance. They actually had just given her the tiara that was on her head to ask her to be in their wedding. 
So what? Yes. That's awful. And somebody killed her with that tiara on her head. Yeah. That is ruder than rude. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's not what you do to a tiara wearing girl. No. Or guy. No, you walk in and you think you're going to have conversation and help people out. And what you end up is not. It's dead. It's you dead. end up dead. <laughs> yes. There was no kissing of the ring or anything. No. There was no there curtsy in in front of royalty. No. They just killed her. They did. That's, so, that's not nice. It's not. I don't like it. Anyway, the 21st, blah, blah, blah. The text. Right. Now we're back on track. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> yes. There was no communication on either Julie or Sam's phone. I guess that's neither nor um, it just didn't, there was, there wasn't any communication on those freaking phones after that one communication about, will you come over? And she said, yes, I'll come over after I'm done. Okay. Sam's dad decides he's going to look into the bank accounts to see if there's been any activity since the day before. Mm-hmm. Turns out there've been several transactions that hit that account oh. since the 21st. Okay. So, one transaction was for a pizza place. Okay. Sam got hungry. Mm-hmm. We all do it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And by the way, at the back of the apartment, Sam's passport and his car are both missing. They are, they are not oh. there. Oh. So there's a, there's an all points bulletin out. Yeah. He might have flown the coop by now. And they are telling people that he is armed and dangerous. And has pizza. So there's a conflict now he's getting some pizza. So, cause I'm like, I know you're armed and dangerous, but that hot pizza smells good. Sometimes you just need pizza and, and no matter what you've done. And you I feel like if somebody pizza. is offering you a warm slice of pizza, they're not armed and dangerous right th- at that moment. Yeah. Because you like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to got, a pizza. I, I want pizza right now. I want pizza right now and not murder. Right. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. I agree. Hot yeah. pizza, no murder. Violence. That should be the whole, our whole country should adopt this. Choose pizza not and not violence. violence. Oh, wow. That would, yeah, that's powerful. That's, that's, that's powerful right there. That's, that's me going into politics. But, okay, one thing at a time. So police call the pizza restaurant and they get the delivery address for where that pizza's going because they're on top of it. They also get some film surveillance from the cameras at the bank ATM where the money had been withdrawn. Uh huh. They assemble a SWAT team. That's serious business. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. We got a SWAT. We got got a SWAT. going on it. Stuff is going down. Yeah. And they go right to that house where they believe Sam is hiding out. Mm -hmm. And they get inside. They bust up all in there. Uh And and basically, it's a bunch of 17, 16 and 17 year olds having like a after school study session. Yeah. And the police are like, everybody down. And they're like. Yeah. We're just studying. <laughs> <laughs> if SWAT ever comes in, that's what I'm saying. Uh, no, I'm saying pizza, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Give me extra pepperoni. So they say, hey, who ordered pizza on this guy's exactly. car? Pizza. And this a, is about pizza. It's about pizza. Yes. And a kid named Wesley, 17-year-old kid. He came forward. And he was like, yeah, I did. I, I used that card to buy the pizza. What the? You dummy. Right. And they were like, where'd you get this card? Like, do you know this guy? And Wesley's like, no, dude, I don't know him. And the police, the SWAT team is like, I don't believe you. And they just go all over and look everywhere they can think of in that house because they think Sam is hiding out. But Sam was not hiding out. He was not in that house. Well, how'd that kid get that card? I'll tell you. That's he told the police that a friend of his had given him the bank card and told him that the guy who had that card 
owed him a lot of money. And so just go take this card and, and buy he, some pizza? Right. And he gave the card to Wesley and asked him to go to the bank. It's brilliant. Uh, and withdraw the money uh, as much as he could every day until incognito. They, and that he should definitely wear like a hoodie and a hat when he went. And Wesley did that? He was a 17-year-old boy. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, Wesley. Okay, never mind. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I mean, you do you do a lot for pizza. Yeah. So. Free pizza talks a lot. Free pizza makes you do crazy things. I would okay. do probably weird stuff if I get free pizza. Just and, throwing and it out in there. In high school, a 17-year-old boy in high school with his hormones raging, he's got to have that pizza. He needs yep. He's got it. He's got pizza drive. And I mean, of course, I'll go to the bank and withdraw all the money I can with a hoodie and a hat on. I don't mind. No, good. I'm good. Thank you for telling me about the hoodie and the hat. I, I might have forgot it. Yeah. Maybe I'll wear these sunglasses, too. <laughs> so he says he doesn't know Sam. He's never met Sam. He only knows his friend, Daniel. 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 And Daniel is the one that asked him to go get the money. His oh, name no. is Daniel Wozniak. That's a very complicated name. Wozniak or Wozniak? Because Wozniak, didn't he do something? He create. he was, he did something. Well, this Daniel He's did a computer not. guy. He's a famous computer yeah, yeah. guy, Steve Wozniak. About. I know you're talking about. Okay. But no, that's not him. Oh. <laughs> no relation. It's of no relation? There of no and relation. can I just point out, this Daniel is not Dan Dan, the casting views man. Uh, no, not unless his last name is Wozniak. And I don't think the Brits could pronounce oh, Wozniak, whatever the hell they you want to call him. They can't do that Z's and M's. I'm going to call him Daniel. Okay. Guy. Daniel. Dropping the last name. Yeah, we don't like it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Anyway, he said he knew Daniel from a local theater group. Oh, theater. I'm a thespian. His mom belonged to this group and she was friends with Daniel. So they, you know, they were hanging out with their friends. So he gives the bank card back to the police and the police start looking for this Daniel dude. Yeah, we've got to find Daniel now. In the meantime, by the by, by the by, (laughs) the medical examiner calls Mm -hmm. with some information for the police. Oh, from Julie's body. From Julie's body. It turns out that Julie had actually been shot in the head (gasps) twice. What? Once easily, 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 that's a great easily visible. Oh, I get that now. I get the easily, easily visible. Easily at her temple, <laughs> and the other one though had been covered by her hair and blood, oh. and that one was right in the back of her head. Yeah. Well, she didn't do this to herself, right? Here's something else. Uh oh, she was not. She had not been sexually assaulted. Oh, praise Jesus! Praise Jesus! For I'm real. so happy. But that's weird, right? It is a little weird because I think she was. Down. That's not nice. Well, that's just rude. That is that is so third grade, right? So now pants down. It's not nice. No, we don't do that. The police are now looking for Sam and Daniel. Sam and Dan. And Dan. Sam and Dan. Oh my gosh. It's like a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. It turns out that Dan (laughs) is actually Sam's neighbor. Dan and Sam are neighbors. Oh, this is confusing now. No, no, it's not. It all makes sense. It does? It's all lining up. Dan is friends with Julie. No, Sam and Julie are friends. Okay. Yep, I got that. Right? And Dan is friends with Sam. Sam. And now Dan has Sam's card. And Dan is friends with Wesley's mom. Right. 
And so then all Wesley, and Wesley is dumb. And we just need to know what's going on with these guys, Sam and Dan. Yeah. Like, what's, what's this web? What's this right. web we're walking into? Exactly. Okay. Give it to me. Dan is engaged to a girl named Rachel. It could be, it, it looks like Rachel to me, but I've also met somebody with the way she spells Rachel who call themselves Rochelle. Like Rochelle, Rochelle. <laughs> it was a movie. They went to see I thought you were talking about Rosanna, Rosanna. <laughs> <laughs> if I admit her, I would have actually said Rosanna, 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 Rosanna. <laughs> Rochelle, Rochelle, Rochelle. <laughs> Dana. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Uh, Dan is engaged to Rochelle. Or Rachel. Or Rachel. Dan and Ra. Ra. Let's call her Ra. That's good. Both in that community theater group. Oh, Festins. Okay. Police figure out that Dan is is at a local restaurant having a bachelor party. Because he's getting ready to get whoa, married. Whoa, right? whoa. No, so no. they gather the troops and they head on over to that restaurant where no, Dan is doing his bachelor party and yeah. there's drinking and woo. There's like merriment. Merriment and all that stuff. And they went over to Dan and said, dude, no, you got to come with us. Oh, they pulled him out his well, bachelor party. Yes. They well, sure that, is, that is they gossip tomorrow. Did. That is exactly right. <laughs> They'll be all a Twitter at the wedding they, tomorrow. They arrest him and take him out <gasps> from his bachelor party. Oh, mercy. Well, Dan, you're in a lot of trouble. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like serious stuff. Yeah. There's a dead girl with a tiara in your friend's apartment and you have his card. What's going on, Dan? And nobody seems to know where Sam is. And where is Sam? Sam, I am. Yeah. So he starts off with the story that Sam owed him this money. Okay. But police tell him they aren't questioning him about the money. They're questioning him about Julie's murder. Oh, right. That's so nice. police had questioned Dan and Rachel raw the Ra-ra. day Julie was found, but they both said that, that they didn't know where Sam was. They had seen Sam leave the complex earlier in the day with a dude in a hoodie and a dark cap. Oh my God. He was with Wesley. That's what they went to get pizza. Dan and raw <laughs> said. said. So we don't think we believe them. I'm thinking most likely no. Well, with a name like Rochelle, Rachel, we don't even, we can't even trust what her name is right now. I don't even, I don't know what her name, but she's not significant to me. So, I mean, she is, but she's not. (gasps) Oh, that might be mean. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I'm just saying. Oh, maybe she deserves it. I'm good then. I'm good. Okay. It's interesting because when they saw Wesley withdrawing the money, right? He's dressed in the black hoodie. You Mm -hmm. see the relation there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Once he's at the police station, Dan says, listen. Listen, I'll Linda. tell you anything you need to know. Oh, nice. But you need to get me to my wedding in two days. I'll tell you whatever you want. Listen, Dan, you're not making the rules here, dude. Mm-hmm. That's not what you're doing. And he says, I am not covering for Sam. I'm just not. He tells the police that Sam knew that Dan and Rachel were in a financial crisis. They oh, were two dear. months behind on their rent and they owed some people some money from a loan. And who's telling them this? Dan? Sam, Sam knew that Dan and okay. Michelle okay. were in a bond. Okay. They were in a bond. They were in a bond and they were way behind. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sam came out with this idea. He Because he had all oh, trout is awake now. How about that? Wow. He, uh, wow. What a night. Wow. What this a night. Going swimming. Wait. Yes. Okay. 
Sam came up with this really great idea. You see, Sam had gotten some combat pay when he was fighting for our country over in Afghanistan. And he put it in the bank and he had about a little over $60,000 in the bank. Uh So he said, what I'll do is I'll give you my card. You find somebody who will withdraw the money from my account and I'll report the money as stolen. No, he didn't. No, Dan is a liar. (laughs) Dan is a damn lock. Brilliant. Oh, right. Okay. That's right. And then Sam would get the money. Sam would get the money back. Right. Yeah. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to investigate any of that. Right. Take everybody's word for it. That's right. And then police started kind of asking some other questions That's for the police. (laughs) And he tells them (laughs) that on the 21st, Sam came to his apartment and told him that he had done something bad and that he needed for Dan to come help him at the apartment. So Dan said, of course, I'll come help you. I'll come help you. He said that Sam threatened him and threatened Rochelle. If he Rochelle, Rochelle, Rochelle. Yeah. If he didn't, uh, if Dan didn't help out with what he needed. Exactly. All right. He's going to do a job. And then he said, after he helped Sam clean up what was messy in the apartment, that he had Dan drop him off at a shopping center. Oh, and that's the last time Dan saw him was Um, at that shopping center. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Police are like, okay, let's just, let's go ahead and get a DNA sample from you, Dan. (laughs) We just believe you, but just for shits and giggles, let's let's just get that DNA. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, we believe you and now we need to clear you. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And yeah. Because Dan is, he may be a great thespian. He is not a thespian. He is not um, a great <laughs> cover-upper of things. Oh, because he, he goes by the script. Right. He's going yes. by the, some script that he's written in his he's, head. Yeah, he can't go off script. Yeah. No. He says, no, just. That would be called an ab lib. And yeah. that's more improv. That's improv, not that's thespianism. Thespian. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan, is, while they're doing, you know, they do the DNA swap. Uh-huh. And he's like, now, you remember the part of the story where I told you I had been in Sam's apartment. Oh, right, right. Like, I, I was in there. So you yeah. might find my DNA and my DNA could be sprinkled throughout. We don't know. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> exactly. Only if you find it, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he said, you know, I did go to the bathroom while I was there. Oh, well, thanks yeah. for letting us know. Did you wash your hands dirty? I don't think so. Nah. I don't think. It. I think this is a dirty Dan. It might be a dirty Dan. Mm-hmm. The police keep questioning Dan, and um, he sticks to his story. He's thinking that if he told the police what he knew, he'd be heading on home. But unfortunately, Dan Ugh. had given them just enough information about that. I helped clean up the body thing uh, for them to charge him with accessory to murder. Whoops, you're not going home. That's right. Oopsie. That's exactly Sorry right. about your wedding. Yeah. 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 I don't think Rach, Rachel or Rachel, whatever her name is, mm-hmm. would want to. Rachel. 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 Right. I don't well, think Rachel, Rachel would want to marry Dan. You know, people can be very forgiving. You don't know. Oh, you dear. just don't know. <laughs> Dan says he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Okay, Dan. They really thought that 
he knew where Sam was and that he was lying about dropping him off. So they start putting a lot of pressure on him. Mm -hmm. And then they say, listen, we're going to call in Rachel. Rachel. And we're going to... We're going to have her come in and, yeah, you know, talk about things. Because as Dan continues to talk, he's like, oh, oh, one more thing. I want you to know I didn't touch her body, but I was close enough to her body that I could see the two gunshot wounds. I oh. just want you to know I could see. He is that just the one two more thing in him right in the jail, isn't he? Well, um, <laughs> he so listen, I, I just I lightly sneezed on the body. I sneezed on the body. You might just I might have some DNA. I sneezed. I didn't I touch the body, and when I, I did, the hair blew back, and I saw two gunshot wounds. Right, because yeah, because y'all I, missed it. Even <laughs> though y'all missed it when you first got there, I saw it because I had a big sneeze. Yeah, this yeah. this thespian is—he's no joke. Thespian. Yeah. yeah. Now we got Daniel. Which, by the way, this whole entire case that I wrote, I spelled his name Danielle oh. instead of Daniel. So that's fine. We'll call him Danielle. Danielle. We now we've got Daniel at the scene of the crime, and okay. he knows that there were two bullet holes. So uh-huh. um, that was a very important detail that police had not released to the public. Okay. Still, they need information about where Sam is. Yeah, where is Sam? Mm-hmm. He's out shopping. Mm-hmm. He's shopping. AKA Buffalo Bill, by the way. Sam went full Buffalo Bill. He was oh, like, John, come help me with some things. Help me put these chairs yeah. into my car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's walking around with somebody else's skin. He might be. Oh, oh cool. Sam, that's it puts gross. the lotion on the skin or it gets the hose again. <laughs> uh, You're scaring me. Oh, I'm scared. I'm not scared of that movie. I don't like it at all. That's not my genre. All right. So now they decide we're going to bring Rochelle, right, Rachel in. And we're going to see Rachel. Rachel. If she can bring in the Rachel, she can get more information out of Dan to figure out where Sam oh, is. Oh, so they think she's going to pull the truth out of him. Right. Right, right. Well, this is her moment. Well, Rachel is also a thespian. So a thespian. She, she too. I just wish people could see my, <laughs> my, I don't know, my acting out of this. I do a great thespian. With your hand in the air? I, yeah, it's like this. Like it. like, you're very... missing this part, though. It's like, oh. I thought you had a bellyache. I wasn't exactly <laughs> sure. Well, I, 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 what was happening? <laughs> the spin. Uh, like, I'm at the I'm at the center stage in the front, like, about to take my bow. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm really good at that. All right. Rachel comes in. Rachel is also a like, what's going? What's going on? What's happening? And where did you say you saw Sam? And what did you and Sam talk about? And all of these, all oh, of these pointed so questions him. about, but she shows zero emotion. Oh. There's no emotion. She's not saying, dear God in heaven, I'm supposed to marry you in two days. And they're telling me that you've killed somebody. Yeah. She's like, not saying that. That is not what she is saying. Did she say, can we go over that guest list, those seating arrangements one more time? No. Because <laughs> I'd, I'd have been like, while you're here and I got your attention, we need to get some details done for this wedding. No. no. Focus. Boom. Focus, priorities. <laughs> no. So she's asking him all these questions, but she ain't got, the Rachel got no emotions. She's got no emotions. Dan's got more emotions than she Well, maybe does. she's just stone cold, stone cold Steve Austin. That's right. 316, baby. He a wrestler, right? 
Is he a wrestler? Yes. Yes. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He See, is a I'm not wrestling. I just Stone Cold Steve Austin says I just kicked your ass. <laughs> That's what I usually went with. <laughs> I think oh, we just had Stone Cold Steve Austin on our podcast. Oh my god. Oh, we're definitely that. putting that on social media. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tag him in it. Let's see what happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. You know I'll tag somebody. I'm not scared of tagging. Oh, yeah. I'm a tag. I know you are. <laughs> All right. So Daniel tells Rachel. Okay. He finally says, listen, Sam killed Julie. Listen, Rachel. And he helped clean up the scene. And then I had to help him because clean up the rest of the scene. And then I took Sam to a shopping center and dropped him off. And Rachel's like, I mean, that's what he's saying, guys. Oh, so she's fine with this far-fetched story. police are like, I mean, what have we gotten ourselves into? They're in the middle of a play. They are literally in, in the, the middle, middle of a play. play. Yes. It's um, Julius Caesar. And any minute now, Julius is going to say, et tu brute? <laughs> <laughs> like that. Uh, et tu brute? Yeah, we're going to have to put some video out yeah. for this episode. <laughs> for sure. It's for very sure. animated. Yes. This is taking forever. Is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> What is going on? Because you keep interrupting me with insignificant <laughs> little bits and pieces of etouffee. Oh my God, that is so significant. How? It just is. It ties in. And keep then I have to go see. and find my place. That's the problem. My golly. Aunt Ethel can't get her glasses straight. Right. So- I came on the murder podcast with cake. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, we haven't even gotten through the first freaking murder. And this, I'm I've got a lot of pages left to go. Holy crap. Give us the um, Evelyn Wood. No, I will not. I will not. I spent a lot of time on this. Okay, let's go. Ready? Everybody, focus. Rachel leaves. She leaves. They keep Dan. Yo. They keep Yo. Dan. And they give him some breaks here and there. You uh-huh. know, they put him in like a... I guess there's like a cell, like a holding cell type of situation, sure. but it also had a phone in it. I mean, what? how fun is that? Well, that's luxurious. Yeah. So he yeah. calls, he calls, Dan calls Rachel. Oh, he called Rachel. <laughs> well, he should call Sam. She's like, babe, what can I do to help? What, um, what can I do? What can I do to help? And he's like, I don't know. And Rachel's like, I'm going to tell your parents and your brother what's going on. And then she does. Oh. And then. And then she talks to Daniel again and he's like, what's up? And she's like, dude, I, I can't talk. I got to call the pu- the police. Why? And he's like, why? And she's like, because dude, your brother has this backpack and now I know about it. And if they hear me talking about it with you, I'm going to go to jail. Wait, a backpack, a backpack. There's a backpack situation. <laughs> Everything's recorded. Why do you think you can yeah. talk on the phone in the jail? It's all recorded. <laughs> it's all recorded. They're watching every move you make. Well, every Rachel knew take. that. Rachel knew that. I have this okay. piece she of she evidence. <laughs> Dan, Dan did not get so the script from Act 2. Dan's and like, now he's ad libbing and it's going to do something, poorly. babe, and then I'll never see you again. And oh, she's goodness. like, No, Dan, no. Oh, it's like the thing. Franklin Little Theater all over Indeed. again. Indeed, yes. 
You idiot. You idiot, Dan. Oh, Dan. Oh. Dan, you were an idiot. She's like, I got to go talk to the police now. And he's like, I got to hang up with you because I need to go talk to the police oh, now. Gosh. Well, how convenient because you're in jail. Oh, my God. So who can get to the police first? Yeah. <laughs> he says, I, I need to tell them what I'm going to do now. And this is what he tell, says to her. Okay. Do I need to do this like go to jail or do I need to do this like I'm crazy? Oh, uh, like which one should I play? Right. And she's which, like, oh, crazy. Which crazy. script am I reading from? Right. The crazy one. <laughs> Like he's got a choice. Like he's going to go back and say, I did it. I killed her, but I'm a crazy man. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, all of a sudden, I got the crazies. Yeah, you're good. You're good. We're going to give you a pill and then you go home. And a pass. And yes, you're good. Free pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The detective sit down with Dan and he says, I've got something to tell you. He says, I killed Sam and I killed Julie. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no. He said I killed Sam. Yes. Oh, no. I know. I killed Sam was shopping. No, he's not. He's Damn not shopping. Sam is, no, he's oh. dead. Oh, yes. He said. Oh, Sam. 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 Damn, Sam. I know. Dan says, we needed the money for the wedding and the honeymoon. <gasps> Shut your mouth. Yeah. No. And so this is what happened. Dan said, I asked Sam to come help me move some stuff at the community theater. At the theater. And being the great guy Sam was, he said, you betcha. You I'll betcha be right I there, will. Dan. Dan had him go up Sam. a ladder into like a little storage don't area. Don't be so helpful. This is what the moral I know, story is. I know. When, Starting out with pizza and now it's like, don't help your neighbor. No. And so when Sam turned his back, Dan shot him in the back of the head. In the theater. But Dan didn't. In the theater. But Sam didn't die immediately. Oh. Oh. He, he said he didn't know what happened. Well, how happened? So he said to Dan, <laughs> you got to help me. Something hit me. I, I might have been electrocuted. Can oh, you help me? No, he didn't even realize he was shot. No. No. So Dan shot him again. Oh, my God, Dan. Right in the back of the head. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Dan is a very mean, mean boy. Dan is. Yeah. He's very he's mean. Something. And now you're saying, you say, you say, you say he, he killed Julie. Yeah. Dang. So Sam's dead now. Now they go get, they, they need to go and get Sam's body and give his parents the news. And Oh, man. Anyway, that's not exactly what happened. Because after Dan murdered Sam, uh-huh. he had an obligation that he, he was going to be in a theater production. That sure. Night. Yeah, musical, yeah. He was in a musical. The show must go on. The show must go on. And he preferred, he did. He did his whole he performance. Performed? He did. He, he and, and Rachel. They both they did. did. They were in that musical together. And was was Sam dead up in the theater the whole time? That is correct. <gasps> that's correct. Oh my God, that's so mean. So y'all were at the theater. <laughs> oh, in Cosa Mesa. Wait, is it called? In Casa in California. Casa Mesa. Cosa Mesa. Oh God, how many pages? Back it's like it? so many <laughs> pages. This is a big one. Yes. Costa Mesa, California. Costa Mesa. In the May 2010. If you went to the theater, if you went to that theater and you saw had a play Dan under a dead and, man. Yes, there was a guy upstairs and he was dead. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It gets worse. Well, let's go. Let me hear it. The Cult Worthy Podcast. Your host, Antonio Palacios, will guide you week by week through a bevy of cult favorites, obscure cinema, and hidden gems. 
Listen to us on your favorite platforms or follow us on thecultworthy.com, the Cult Worthy Podcast. I got to hear about this backpack. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, it's the backpack. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait till you hear. Okay. Okay. So the okay. next day, Dan goes back to the theater to Sam's body, and he decides the best way to cover up this whole situation sure, is to sure. cut the body up. And get um, rid of it. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. He t- he did. He cut that body up. Yep. Ew. Even his head. It, all of it. Oh, he took no. And he took it and he slung it around. Wait, a state park. It? A state park. He just started slung throwing it? pieces here and there. Were they in any kind of baggage or... I think one, I think some were in bags and some not in bags. <gasps> he just threw body parts out there. Yeah, out in a state park. Yep. That is not what the state park is funded for. No, no, no. That could be, that could ruin a whole entire picnic. Yeah. But before he did that, he did take Sam's wallet and his passport. Well, how nice of him. So he says, in order to cover up what I've done, what I've done here. Yeah. I, I need to kill Julie. My God. So that they think Sam killed Julie and he's on the run. This is definitely a Shakespearean play. Right. This is definitely that. That's right, what that is. right, right, right. Detectives start looking through at the state park. They actually, on Sam's 27th birthday, oh they gosh. found a hand, but it was too badly decomposed to identify. Well, whose else could it be? Then they find a torso. Oh. Also very badly decomposed, Ugh. except it had a tattoo on it. That's why tattoos are good. That's right. Everybody should have a tattoo. It was a big red heart. And on the banner beneath it, it said, Mom and Dad. Oh, my gosh. That stinks. Isn't that awful? They, they did find his head because that, that was a very big thing for his dad that he, he wanted, wanted to find his face. I think he wanted as many pieces as he could get. But oh, this is just so horrible. Awful. I know, Dan. Dan Wozniak, you suck. Oh, and he gets even worse. Shut up. Because he does this whole confession thing. Yeah. Then he goes and he pleads not guilty. What? To two counts of murder. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. So he killed Julie. He got Julie to come over yes. to Sam's apartment and yes. killed her and then staged it and pulled her pants down. Yes. Dan. I hope somebody's pulling his pants down oh, right now. Definitely. Just saying. I, you just, I, I got to get through to the end of it because this still, it just gets worse. Oh, I don't like it. It gets worse. And I got to find out what the ratchel had to do with this because I'm going to be real pissed. I know. So he pleads not guilty. Because of that, there has to be a whole, a whole long trial. trial that the family has to go yeah, through. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. But it took the jury less than an hour to find him guilty. <laughs> and they probably ordered lunch. And then they sentenced him to death. Oh, to death. To death. Well, but this is California. California. And this was oh. 2010. So yeah. who knows? He's not on he, death row anymore. He's on. Well, they still stay on death row, even though there's no death. Okay. They I'll, they sent him to I'll San Quentin. After this is over, they sent him to, to San Quentin State. San Quentin mm-hmm, to wait for his death. The mm-hmm. backpack that the brother had, yeah, it had two shell casings. The one from Julie, the ones from Julie's murder, Sam's passport, and his wallet. And did some other Dan's things. brother know what was in the backpack? He. He did know what was in the backpack. Did he know why it was in the backpack? I don't really know that. I know, though, that they did charge him with a crime. Okay. Well, that's what he gets. He's bad. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail about Rachel. Rachel. Right. 
but she had some major explaining to do the detectives. You got some explaining. They knew that she had helped Dan in some way. (laughs) So they they charged her with accessory after the fact. Okay. She didn't tell police all the information that she had. And the jury felt the same way and convicted her, sending her to prison for 30 months. And she got out in 2019. Wait, 30 months? Correct. But yay, I don't care. I'm glad that she got had to go to jail. Yeah. So, but she's she got out. Okay. So here's an update on Daniel's prison journey. Okay. He mm-hmm. was sentenced to death in 2016. Mm-hmm. Six years. Just think about that. He murdered them in 2010. Yeah. It took yeah. six years to get him to court and yeah. through the and that's whole a whole lot of money. Right. In July of 2021, Daniel was moved out of San Quentin as part of the condemned inmate transfer pilot program. Excuse me. Condemned inmate transfer pilot program that they come up with there in California. San Quentin is considered a maximum security prison and it's like a level, I don't know, whatever the highest level thing maximum. Maximum. But level five. There's somebody five might, levels. There's somebody five might levels. know about this okay. right there. Right. Or they might not. I don't know. Right. So he was in a maximum security. And, you know, when you're there and you're on death row, you're uh-huh. isolated, right? Okay, you I guess. Are, that, that's what I've heard. Yeah, you're isolated. I can't speak to it. Mm-hmm. They moved him as part of this program because he was he he had found the Lord and he ministered to inmates and he was very, very helpful with other inmates. So they put him into this great program and they moved him to a level three. Wow, maximum that's two security. jumps down. Yeah, they say yeah. it's still maximum security, but he's free to move about amongst the people. The people, as in the prison population. Correct. Okay. So he's not in that he's isolated. Not like, you don't get to play with him. others because you're a yeah. bad, bad guy. And you only and get to go outside an hour a day. He, he, no, he, no. He got more For some freedoms. reason, he was, he was given some freedoms. That's mm. right. That's okay. right. The condemned inmate program was set up by the prison system, and it gives prisoners who don't have pending charges, who have been found guilty of certain disciplinary offenses, I guess murder, within the last five years, or or are in restrictive housing due to disciplinary reasons. Okay. They get the prisoners get a chance to participate and a rehabilitation program and work program as a way to pay their restitution to the victims and the victims' families. Okay, well, as long as there's a reason for this and there's a benefit to the victims' families. These inmates are basically going from a cafeteria to a five-star restaurant. Well, how come? They are moving out of lockdown, isolation, terrible way to live into now you can go eat with all the other inmates you can go play you can get you your can college degree. you can do what play do basketball. you think they're frolicking in there they are frolicking at i this just place. don't know if you murder somebody if you should ever be able to frolic i'm telling you california needs to get there Sorry, mama, shit together. Yeah, I mean, come on. This program was started in California in 2016. In 2019, the governor of California put a moratorium on executions. Yes. Right? So it's not gone altogether. No. Which means that death row inmates have to still be on death row. Okay. But then they came up with this fancy program that says, even though you kills people. You kills people. Kills people. (laughs) (laughs) You kills people. We're going to put you over here in the the country club now. In the frolicking area. You go 
frolic. You get to frolic. Right. You son of a bitch. Yeah. So Sorry, mama. That, but there should be no freaking That moratorium can be lifted at some with point. The but until then, he's going to be um, there. They're frolicking. And that's the story of I don't like Dirty Dan of and Rock the Rachel, the Rachel, 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 and you know, poor Sam fought for our freaking country. Yeah, and, and then got God only knows. And somebody thought, oh, I'll just take that because I'm having a wedding. And Dan couldn't even hold down a job. Because that's why they were so far in debt. He was lazy. Well, he, he, he was wasn't lazy. lazy when it came to play. No. He was a thespian. I think he thought he was going to get famous. He, I don't know what he thought. And take I it from me, that ain't happening. Because I think if we're thought, not famous, you're not famous. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, I think he thought he was he was a better thespian than he really was. Well, That's yeah. what I think. I think so, too. That he thought That's he what I was going to say. He thought he could act his way out, out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he wrote the script like a Shakespearean tragedy, yeah. like where one person has to die and then the other person has to die because that person had to die. Yeah. And it, you know, and then poor Dan. Right. Frolicking. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah. Well, I, that's son not, of a biscuit. There you go. It was bad. That was hard. It was a really long one. It was very twisty turning. It was. A zoop, zoop, a lot zoop. Of, yeah. And then you did a lot yeah. of that. Zigged and you zagged. Yeah. You yeah. looked, you looked, yeah. you I dosy doed. Yeah, you really did. You are it's fantastic. God bless Sam and Julie. I'm so sorry. Oh, for I Sam and Julie. I will tell you that an interview I watched with Sam's parents. Oh, that would have been heartbreaking. They for me. still go to his grave and they just take their their lawn chairs with them and they sit in that the evening and they drink a beer and they read the paper. And his dad said, sometimes I take a nap and I'm never more at peace than I am when I'm right there with him. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a heartbreaker. It is a heartbreaker. Yeah. Well, RIP Julian Sam. Yes. Dang it. All right. Now what? Do you love comics, movies, video games, and more? We do too. Join me, Josh Scar, and my cast of colorful co-hosts on Talking Smack. Look for our yellow and red icon on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and other podcast players. Well, now you've got to do something about your crazy-ass dog. I'm going to pick him up. But don't let him rub against your microphone. Don't rub my microphone, That's Trout. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is taking a turn. This podcast is rated R. All right. So maybe Sorry, Mama. Sorry, Mama. <laughs> All right. So we've done our thing. Well, uh, what you got, Matt? A dose of murder. You got a dose of murder. Top that, buddy. Oh, I think he's going to top it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he is. So I'm not as skilled as Anne at spitting a yarn of murder, but <laughs> I have a grisly tale to tell you over uh, a three-day period in 2007. Now, I know some of your listeners may not be up to date with pro wrestling, but this murder in particular is well known in the wrestling community where a wife and a young child lost their lives to <gasps> a formerly highly rated and highly decorated wrestler. That wow. spanned a career over multiple organizations and but he was like famous and well known and stuff. Even still today, <laughs> speaking his name is like saying Voldemort. You're not supposed to say it. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, but you're gonna say it. I am. Say but before it. I before I say it, <laughs> if you guys want to know more about this. You need to go online and search more about. I'm giving you the bare 
bones here. This is a very complex case with a lot of background and i'm trying to give you the hits the highlights here all right yeah perfect well we'll we'll definitely cite your sources in our in our show notes so people can go to the show notes and just click on any of the links and then read more about it awesome wonderful Let me take you guys back to June 22nd of 2007. The Fayetteville, Georgia district attorney and forensics teams arrive at the Benoit house Mm. where they have been actually on June 25th, where they were called out after WWE officials asked local authorities to do a welfare check after Chris Benoit failed to appear for tapings and for a major pay-per-view lead up event. Oh, wow. Oh, that was probably not in his personality. (laughs) No, it was not. Chris Benoit was known as a decorated performer. He wrestled for multiple organizations like ECW, WCW, WWE, and formerly known as WWF. He held titles in all these promotions, and he was known as one of the most technically sound wrestlers to come out of Canada next to the famous... Oh, Canada. Sorry. We have, that's, we have to, (laughs) it's a reflex now. (laughs) I love it. It's so good. (laughs) But before I get into the actual murder itself, I need to go back and tell everybody who Nancy Benoit and Daniel Benoit were. So Nancy Elizabeth Benoit, she was actually a wrestler as well. And back in ECW and WCW, she wrestled as woman. Woman. Now, she, just woman. And she was oh, fierce. She, she was hardcore. She bit her opponents on the forehead. She tapped <gasps> people to the ground. No holds barred. Oh, my she gosh. Wonderful. She drew yeah. blood. Yeah. Sometimes the hard way, too. And then when we say the hard way, that means she actually bit somebody to draw blood. Oh, oh, gosh. So now woman, Nancy Elizabeth Benoit, she was known to run with some incredible performers like the infamous Rick Steiner, the dirtiest player in the game, Rick Flair. The oh, I know Rick stable. Flair. I know him. Yeah. And, she was, <laughs> and she was married to the chess master, Kevin Sullivan. Oh, okay. Okay. An on-air feud actually occurred between... Kevin Sullivan and Chris Benoit. And that took place in WCW with Benoit actually defeating Sullivan in a retirement match that pushed Sullivan to just be what's called a booker. He'd work behind the scenes and fix the matches up. So they'd be presented for TV and airtime. Wait, he stopped wrestling. Yeah. So he lost the retirement fight. And what he did was he took a production uh, or production position. So instead of being in ring talent, he would actually formulate the matches and produce them for the wrestlers that were inside the room. Wow. During this whole feud, when it came to its climax culmination, Benoit ominously made the statement, you consider yourself the master of human chess. Well, my bishop just took your queen. Oh, Oh, that's some chess talk right there. Oh, yeah. That's that's rude and crude in the gauntlet. (laughs) So Nancy and Chris then went on to marry in 1997. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they had a turbulent wedding marriage at best. It was just marred with domestic violence, police Mm. calls, and just it it was an all out brawl at all times. That's Um, unfortunate. They're wrestlers. Well, I know, but you save it for the ring. Come on. It led to a point where in May of 2003, Nancy actually filed for divorce, citing irrevocably broken conditions and cruel treatment from Chris. Oh, God. Uh, 
most notably striking her whenever she wouldn't agree to simple statements and also dragging her through the entire house by her hair. Oh, wow. That's just so mean because girls hair, we got sensitive scalps. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing too, and this is the part that hurts my heart the most. Nancy dropped that suit and her PFA against Chris Benoit in August of 2003. Uh-oh. So, oh, no. Yeah. And if, you know, if the story serves in any kind of way, and, and with my you know understanding, I only would like to think that Chris was able to pressure Nancy into getting rid of the PFA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of promises. So we move on to David Benoit, which is Chris's third child and second son, but Nancy's only child. Okay. Chris's first uh, marriage actually had children produced from it as well. So David's half siblings were, were in Canada at the time of the murder suicide with their mother and Benoit's first wife, Martina. Now, not much was said about David other than he was a loving child, full of life, and all the wrestlers that knew Chris knew David, and they all oh. loved David with all their heart. Okay. But and how old was David at this time? David was seven. Oh my gosh, here's where some of the controversy comes into play because after Daniel's death, he was allegedly diagnosed with fragile X syndrome, which is also (laughs) called FXS. FXS is genetic disorder characterized uh, by mild to moderate intellectual disabilities. IQ is low. And there's also some telltale signs like larger ears, elongated nose, gangliness, almost uh, on the autism spectrum. Okay. Uh, this allegedly, so this was actually alleged to have caused conflict between the marriage of Chris and Nancy uh, with Chris trying to allegedly uh, reverse FXS by injecting David with HGH. Oh, what? No. Like on his own, not, like, yes. not, not a doctor's order, but this is just something we've come up with. Right. But thank goodness oh. in 2016, these rumors were completely debunked by okay. Nancy's sister, uh, okay. Sandra uh, Toffolani, during an interview on the Talk is Jericho podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Talk is Jericho is ran by Chris Jericho, one of the best professional wrestlers to ever grace a squared circle and the lead singer of Fozzy. Oh, <laughs> nice. We go into the deaths of Nancy and David. This is not for the faint of heart. So trigger warnings be oh. had before I even get into this. Okay. First, we'll start with the reports from responding law enforcement where they indicated that Nancy perished first. She was killed in an upstairs bedroom with her limbs bound, with her body being wrapped in a towel. Mm. Also, a copy of the Bible was placed by her body, Oh, which we don't know if Benoit had a lot of religious undertones, but some inside sources say that maybe he was trying to make peace with his maker while he was doing something that was so perceivedly evil. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's, yeah. So the injuries sustained indicate that Benoit pressed a knee into Nancy's back while pulling a cord around her neck, causing <sighs> strangulation. Oh, and gosh. Oh, and that's not quick. No, it's not. Especially mm. for someone like Nancy, who sure. is known to be a fighter. Right. She, there's no way she went easy. Mm-hmm. She never never didn't not fight if i could throw a big double negative <laughs> there's a like big that. old double negative it's double negative night two it for is. one <laughs> it's double negative tuesday i mean monday well yeah because it's clearly monday whatever this is this is not not it's not monday not monday this is not not tuesday right there you go <laughs> 
It's something. Whatever. I don't know. You it's got whatever it. it is. I feel like you're and showing you're- off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, come on here, a little whippersnapper, and tell us what day of the week it is. <laughs> tell us how to use a double negative. Don't tell me how to look at a calendar. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. We're so sorry. That's okay. (laughs) Daniel Benoit was second to perish in this double murder. Oh, no. Reports indicate that Daniel was suffocated and killed in his very own bedroom. No. (sighs) Much like Nancy, a Bible was left next to his body, but Mm. no pages were marked or indicated. These Bibles are just set next to the body. So, again, it kind of left investigators a little clueless as to why that was part of the what they were calling a ceremony or a ritual with the bodies. Um, Daniel had internal uh, injuries to the throat area, showing no bruises. Oh. Uh, but tox- toxicology returned the presence of Xanax, which led the coroner to believe that Daniel was sedated and subsequently went unconscious way before oh. he was being murdered. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. Well, that's a blessing, I guess. They say that Daniel most likely felt nothing and okay. quintessentially died in his sleep. Yeah. Um, Chris oh. Benoit, however, was not to go unscathed. He was the last person to die uh, by his own hands. Oh, coward. Initial reports from the district attorney from district attorney Ballard and the city sheriff indicated that Chris Benoit committed suicide by hanging. Oh, oh, Ooh. now the initial report was that Benoit used a weight machine cord to hang himself by creating a noose at the end of a pull down machine. So like a lap machine. Oh, yeah. God. And he took that and made a noose out of it. And when Benoit released the weights from oh. the, the lap, oh. down, it sure. strangled him. Oh, oh, God, that's a horrible way to go. However, this is not accurate Uh because in 2016, Nancy's sister, again, Ms. Sandra Tuffalani, went on the Talk is Jericho podcast to clarify the cause of Chris's death. One, Chris had actually searched out on Google the quickest and easiest way to break a neck. It was in his search history. Uh, His research led him to use a towel around his own neck that he attached to the handle of that machine. Uh, okay. So what he did instead of a slow hanging, he actually tied the towel around his neck and tied that towel to the end of a uh, a pulley machine. Oh, uh, so he it would just snap it. Yes, he maxed uh, the weight out, lifted it all the way up, and let it go. Yeah, pulled his head up and snapped his neck and killed him instantly. Oh, oh gosh. Wow. Well, I'm sorry that it killed him instantly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, but I kind of wish he had suffered a little bit, but. This grisly murder was, again, only found out because Chris was supposed to appear for some tapings uh, for some upcoming pay-per-views. And there's actually what's called a go-home show, which is the show that's for cable television right before a big pay-per-view event. Okay. And whenever he texted friends like Eddie Guerrero and his brother Chavez, the messages were cryptic at best. Mm-hmm saying, oh, Nancy and Daniel are sick, and I don't know if I'm going to be on time. But everybody knew that Benoit would never show up late, even if his family was sick. He'd always say, hey, this is for the business. This is how I make money. That's how I'm going to be there. And once Eddie Guerrero, the late, great Eddie Guerrero, El Pape, whenever he brought this to the attention of Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon got worried, gave it to his executive management and they all sent out texts to local law enforcement and made phone calls. And that's when they arrived on the scene on June 25th of 2007 to find what's been known as the worst murder suicide in pro wrestling history. Oh, that's wow. so tragic. And so 
did they die the same day that they found the bodies or had the bodies been there for a day or so? The bodies had been there for a day or so. So the way it worked out was Nancy perished on June 22nd. Okay. And then Daniel actually didn't perish until June 23rd. Okay. So his mother was perished in the house and he was just trying to go about his normal day. And that's when Chris Benoit decided that he would go further and take his son. Now there are all kinds of ideas about why he did this. The idea that CTE, uh, steroid use, the overabundance of HGH, the grueling uh, schedule for pro wrestling, regardless of all those excuses, what we have is needless loss and a murder suicide that has wiped out two lovely lives yeah. and also completely destroyed and marred what would have been the most, one of the storied pro wrestling careers yeah. of the generation. That's, yeah. I mean, that's his last act and that's what people are going to remember. Yes. Which is really unfortunate. And um, he made a lot of bad decisions. I don't, you know, we'll never know what really drove him to those decisions. And I'm sorry for both of them and RIP because they didn't deserve it. Thank you for telling us that I would have, that's not a story I would have ever really known because I don't know that I would ever look up wrestling murders. <laughs> so we're going to, in front of you, we're going to rudely taste this blueberry. It's healthy yogurt, oat blueberry breakfast cake. I mean, it's got a lot of words. It's a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot of words, but it's supposed to be healthy. So I'm scared of it. <laughs> I am a little. I was waiting for you. It's very Great. packed full of. It's the British blueberry. Mm-hmm. Mm. It looks good. It's very good. Mm. Oh, not bad. I could eat that for breakfast. Toasted with some butter on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like everything in my life. (laughs) Just toast that shit up, put some butter on it. So anyway, if anybody wants the recipe, y'all can email me and I will share the recipe with you. It, like I said, it's, it's supposed to be healthy. There's no sugar in it at right. all. No, Mm-mm. it's got a little bit of honey. It, the flavor is delicious. And I used a farmer Katie's honey. Yay. Farmer Katie. Matt, tell us how can we let our listeners know where to find your podcast? I can tell you exactly where to find my podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad you know. <laughs> we don't have to give you hints. <laughs> If you want to know what's going on with the boys down the Joja tour, we are at decaying WTB on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget about our email decaying WTB at gmail.com. I also want to plug Adam right now because he is, uh, he has a promotion right now for make peace, not war. So if you actually go to at bash underscore brew, you can actually check out that we, uh, we brewed up a cream ale that you can donate $10. You get a 22 ounce bomber bottle and all the money you give us goes directly to support the ukraine now oh, wonderful think about it is it's very we can't ship beer outside of pennsylvania because that's illegal yeah but if you want to give to a good cause just know that if you do make a donation to us that we are giving all that money to the ukraine it's going to two places the red cross and there's an animal shelter out there called uh, i think it's the ulagok oh, oh. the, and they take care of everything from kitty cats to horses and everything in between oh, bless so, nice okay uh, and um so you'll send me that link and i'll put that in our show notes too sure i'd love so to people, yeah and yeah, uh, so people give but that's where you can find us and uh yeah, hopefully you guys check us out and stop by, say hello. And it's a lot of fun. When I listen to your podcast, I feel like I'm hanging out with my brothers 
Not that I have multiple ones, but in this life that I'm pretending to have right now, I have multiple <laughs> brothers. Like, Wait a minute. Yeah. I yeah. only know about the one. Well, we have two legally. We have a stepbrother. Yes, we do. But, um, I don't think I've ever seen them in the room at the same time together. So they may be the same person. <laughs> but if I were to have multiple brothers in this life that I'm thinking about, I'm hanging out in my garage and I'm listening to you all talk about all this sports stuff and beer stuff and I just want to be one of the guys. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's how I feel. Yeah. So I love your podcast. It's very chill. It's funny. The other night I watched you break your computer. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just a high drama. Yeah. <laughs> With the breaking so of the actually, computer. Someone actually thought I did that as like a gag for, oh. for the show. I was like, no, I actually legitimately broke, broke my laptop. And yeah, you're not hurt. carrot top. No, uh-uh. <laughs> do that stuff. We, don't, we don't work with props. <laughs> Especially expensive props like this. Jesus. Exactly. That's a very expensive prop. All right. Well, well, this has been truly such a special treat. Should we talk about our social media? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's, sure. Hey, Karen, <laughs> let everyone out there know where they can find your podcast okay <laughs> thanks for asking matt feel free to email us anytime we we love emails we do we love Send this one and be kind with your words to murder.sugarcoated <laughs> at gmail.com remember we're fragile we're fragile as a matter of fact let me just tell this quick story annie and i went to a coffee shop on that's me that's she annie. sometimes calls me annie we went on saturday to a coffee shop we both had on our t-shirts not the same exact shirt, but, you know, podcast shirts, because we've got several. And the barista said, let me guess, y'all have a podcast? <laughs> it was a little bit obvious. And there was a guy that was behind us waiting in line to get his coffee and stuff. And we just all started chatting about the podcast and whatever. And by the time we got home from the coffee shop, that guy that had been in line had emailed us. A murder to and talk about. us a murder to talk about. How about That's that? Awesome. Isn't that wonderful? I think it's like a murder in his family. Ooh. I think not blood related, but maybe he referred to her as an aunt. Yeah. We love email. We love getting murders and yes. emails. Well, we like getting recipes. We don't like murderers in our email. No, I don't like a murderer in my email, but I don't mind getting a murder in my email. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Don't, right. If you're the murderer, don't send me the murder. Okay. I don't want to know it. So you can also find us on Facebook. Yes. At we got Sugarcoated two, Murder two Podcast or Sugarcoated Murder Podcast fan page that's where all the fun happens and we have instagram at sugarcoated murder and that's a fun place to follow us and oh, then yeah. we twit we are twitters we're twitters we're, tweeters. we're a couple of twits we are a couple of twits and we are not ashamed of it and that tag or handle or username i don't know <laughs> i don't know my id i don't know um um, it's called sugar murder because that day I couldn't spell all the way, all the words. So just, I stopped at sugar murder. So, and that's how you find us on social media. All right. So Matt, there's one thing I want to tell you right before we leave. Okay. Stay sweet and don't murder. Because if you kill people, we will talk about you. It's the damn truth, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and for giving us murder. I mean, yeah, we yeah. love it. We love to be given murder. 
Yeah, I can't. I can't say it enough. Thank you so much for having me on. It is an absolute pleasure to share yeah. any kind of space with you two. So thank oh, you. Well, the pleasure oh. is all ours. You're just so sweet. You're just so damn so sweet. sweet. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody have a good week. Yeah, y'all have a good week, and um, love y'all. Bye. And, and Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.